it's all good, man. So you were saying what about your drive now? Uh, just like my drives to wherever I go, uh, like just seeing the beauty and like taking it in. Um, I'm sure like people who have lived here their whole lives maybe don't like go, this is amazing. But I mean, I feel even just my drive to work, like I feel ready and like, I love where I'm going and what I'm doing just because of my surroundings. Yeah. What do you think about the whole Sasquatch phenomenon up there? Um, it is a pretty big thing. The uh, people bumper stickers, uh, everywhere. Uh, it's like PNW and then like, you know, the, the figure of Sasquatch. Um, I've, I've never really been that into it. Um, but I mean, I like talking legend, so it's not, it's not anything I partake in or like sport around, but it's pretty interesting. Portland is is strange. There is uh, there is a difference here that like I've not seen before, where people are comfortable with being themselves. Well, it's like their slogan: "Keep Portland weird." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, because I think Austin has that same uh, but slogan I've also too. Heard, like you know, talking to other people, you know, they've been all like. You know, Portland is the place people go when they don't want to grow up, mm. which kind of like can have a negative connotation to it. And like, I, I can understand like where they're coming from, but also, you know, maybe they didn't have the chance to, to explore who they were as a kid and yeah. now they're just comfortable with it it's because they're adults doesn't, doesn't diminish the fact they should be able to have that experience. So well, I, this, think, I think the thing of people, if sometimes I think we grow up and we think we can't have fun and we have to be serious and then we all know we don't get out of this life alive. So it's like if you can yeah. enjoy your life and you're not hurting anybody, what's the problem with it? You know, as long as you're getting yeah, shit done, exactly. you know, it's just like you, you decide as an adult, hey, I don't want to be where I'm at anymore. I want to go somewhere else. And then you're taking in all the stuff that sometimes people that live there forever are probably taking for granted. Because I think a lot of us do that, man. Like, we as people, we get accustomed to shit. Like, I'm sure there's people that live in front of a beachfront ocean and they get tired of that fucking view. You know, it's like somebody <laughs> yeah. else would kill for that. You know, because mm-hmm. I always, I always yeah. had an idea one time. You know, there's always people think about, I want to go to L.A. to be a movie star. But then there's some kid that lives in L.A. that wants to get out of L.A. They don't want to be on Skid Row. They don't want to have this, you know, this life that they're in. And it's like that saying, not everything that glitters is gold. You know, so it's yeah. just like sometimes people do want something else. It's just not for them. Everything is case by case, too. But, yeah, I think like, if you're not hurting anybody and you're enjoying your life, more power to you. Is that kind of like when we go somewhere yeah. and we're like, oh, this is so awesome. I wish we had that back home, but we kind of do have the same thing back home. Well, I mean, we, we, have got stuff, burn, burn we, have, on it. we have stuff here that people would enjoy. I mean, it's just like uh, everything, everyday life is that. I mean, there's people that are dying right now that would be killing to have this conversation like we're having right now. Yeah. You know, sometimes we take our health for granted. We take time for granted. We take people for granted. You know, it's all about perspective. Yeah. And I mean, that, that is one big thing that I realized, like, 
grow it, like getting to the point of the weight I was at, and like just the, the mental space I was in, like I despised life and I was, I was judging myself to the point. I assumed everybody else was judging me the same way. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, getting, getting to the point of, okay, I want, I want to experience something different and like acknowledging that is one thing, but like taking the action necessary because it's going to be a, it's going to be a change of your, your normal habits that you've become accustomed to. Right. And it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be painful. Um, but it's continuing to do those things, no matter how uncomfortable and painful it's going to be, because it is going to lead to the change you're wanting. Yeah, 100%. So when did you notice your weight was something you need to work on? Like, how old were you when you first thought, okay, maybe I need to make a change? Or, um, I mean, growing up, I was always overweight. Um, I never... I never really let it be all like, this is some, like there, I need to do something about this. Um, I kind of was just all like, Oh, okay. I'm bigger. Like I'm not going to run and I'm not going to be active. Um, I kind of just like shut that part of life opportunities out. Um, but I would say like in a high school junior junior year or going into junior year that summer um i was like okay i want to do something and it was like the first time i was all like okay i'm gonna watch how i'm eating and i'm gonna work out and i mean i went overboard um i went from like 390 pounds to 295 over the three month summer break wow um and you know it it was it was not the right way to do it because I mean, I was, I was working out two times a day. Like I would wake up in the morning, work out, go through my day. And then right before bed, I'd work out again. So, I mean, I was getting probably like three, three and a half hours of like weight lifted and do those on the bike, uh, in our, uh, and that was pretty spent my entire summer. If I was thing. I was working out in the basement or just sitting in my room playing games. Um, but it was all, it was, all, you know, I mean, I ended back over the course, only getting out of to be back up to full 20. And then out of high school, I've just continued to, to create. Um, and after high school, yeah, I mean, I pretty much shut myself uh, world. Like it was just go work, um, coming home and like eating um, and just staying in my room. Uh, I was still living with my father. Um, we stayed home until I was 28, uh, which is the first time that I then moved out after I'd lost uh, 220 pounds. Yeah. They generally say like, if you lose an insane amount of weight, like super quick, you generally put it back on and then some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it was, you know, I was, 
you know, I think kids like when they're when they're that age, they're like, okay, I need to lose weight. I'm just going to do the things I know that'll make it work and not think long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's definitely where my head was. I was just thinking, okay, I'm I'm not comfortable around people, and I feel they're judging me because of my weight. So I'm just going to find a way to change that. And yeah. Um, definitely, definitely did not do that the right way. So did you like during your journey, how was your like mentality? Did you like suffer like from like sadness or depression during any of that time? Uh, okay. So, so like from the point of when I was at 620 to now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say my starting off my mentality was that I hated who I was mm-hmm. and what I was. And I, I started it on hating, hating that. Um, and it was, it was a depressive state, um, because I mean, I had just lost like the best job that I had. That was the longest job that I held, which was for like three years. Um, I also lost a close relationship to me. Um, and I kind of did a lot of reflecting from being out of work and not having, uh, like distractions. Um, so really thinking about the fact that I, I was using people to try to fill a need that I wasn't filling myself. Mm. Um, and I, I pretty much beat myself down, uh, with that, like with that knowledge of like finally accepting it, that that's what I was doing. And, you know, I, I started out with, I don't want to do that to people anymore. Like I need to be able to rely on myself for the things I am looking for other people to provide. Um, and that that is really where I just started focusing on how to how to be what I needed, how to be what I was looking for from what I didn't have growing up. So would you say the venom inside you starts seeping out into your relationships? So it was like you absolutely didn't love yourself and you were angry yeah. at yourself, so you wanted to hurt other people. Um, I wanted I wanted to say I want to say I wanted to hurt other people. I just wasn't considering what they were also needing. Like it was, it was, I was mainly focusing on like how I needed people, how I wanted them in my life. Um, You know, co I had a codependent relationship I formed that really started showing me like those toxic traits and my lack of ability to take action. Um, Cause with this person that I was talking with, like we've been friends for like 12 years and we were getting to a point of like, Hey, let's travel. Um, and I like, of course I was like, yeah, let's do that. But in my head, I was telling myself, no, like I'm not comfortable with that. And let alone, I probably want to be able to at the weight I'm at and how uncomfortable that would be. Um, so, I mean, I was, I was lying to maintain a relationship. William, it's like, I'm friends with you because that's exactly how Raul is. 
Like he was the same yeah. exact way or is the same exact way. Let's be real. But like, <laughs> like uh, it's, it's, a, it's not easy though to look inward and be like, I need to change this about myself though. Yeah, it is. It is, it is not easy. And I mean, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna go one of two ways, you know, for the, for a long time, it's probably someone who's going to beat themselves up about it. Right. Cause like that's, that's hard to accept and like acknowledging it and taking action to do something about it are two totally different things. Right. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I have somebody in my life, um, and one, one of the things I've realized is, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you've gone through changes to better yourself and their, you know, their response is, I know, um, okay, you know, that's great, but it's been a few years and I'm not seeing any change. So like, are you sure, you know, but what are you doing about it? Say that or again. You have no I'm sorry. plan to do nothing about it. Say that one more time now. I'm sorry. What, what are you saying? Um, like when, when somebody says that they know, like when you're talking to somebody about change and like a problem they may be having and they, they just say they know. Oh, and so like for dismissive? me, that doesn't, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. You know, but you. like you're not acknowledging it to the point to where you're going to take action. Man. Well, do you have anything to say? Because this sounds very familiar. Hello. Maybe you could be his therapist, William. <laughs> <laughs> like I always tell him, like our I, we have a buddy, Polly, who has a similar kind of situation in Raul. And I'm like, obviously, I've never been in his position, like with the, the weight that he's had and, and like some of the mentality issues, you know, like a uh, mental not like mental challenge, but like mental midget. No, no, just like mental like <laughs> block. We we yeah, we don't think the same way. Like yeah. my mentality is totally different than Raul's mentality, and like, but our Polly, our buddy Polly is kind of on the same path, but he's did like kind of one eighty now. And I'm like, you need to reach out to Polly and see what Polly's doing because Polly has been down your path. Because I think you can relate to somebody more that's dealt with something than somebody that hasn't dealt with something. Absolutely. Right. It's kind of like that guy, you know, I forget his name. Is it Drew Manning? The yeah. one that, that gained the weight, lost, so he could know what he's... I don't think he can completely understand what somebody that was like two, three hundred plus pounds overweight. Oh, but, yeah, true. You know, but he can, I guess he can kind of see the physical limitations. But I'm talking about somebody that's had to, like a mirror image of you. But mm. That's why you're more relatable to people that are kind of in your same wavelength. But. Yeah, it's it's I mean for me, um I I have a very difficult time like getting people to understand where I'm coming from because like I do a lot of internal work. Like I do a lot of thinking through my days about like what I'm seeing and the behaviors that are occurring because of emotional response instead of, you know, a logical I don't want this to be the situation anymore mm. um and i i do come off a bit like hard-headed when like people you know talk to me and like tell me how they're struggling and like you know i listen uh and i listen to the words that pe the words that people use to communicate um 
because I feel that tells a lot, right? Like whether or not they're taking responsibility in certain instances or they're avoiding it. Um, and I call that out. Uh, right. And some people, some people would be like, Oh wow. That, yeah, you're right. And some people would be like, no, no, I just didn't, I just didn't communicate it the way I needed to. And I'm like, well, you are. And I mean, unless you're not trusting me and being open, then, you know, maybe you're trying to hide something. Sure. Man, William, I'm glad we got you on this podcast today, man. I William, this- we got to go. <laughs> I say the same thing to him, man, because anytime I ask him about what he's going to do, he's like, maybe if it's never definite. And I'm always like, if you don't, yeah. the certain words you use, man, speak volume. Because you're already telling yourself yeah. you're not going to do it. Don't lie to me. You're lying to your fucking self. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, am, I am all like one thing I've really noticed is the way that I change. I've changed the way I speak. Like I speak with intent and purpose for what I want to see and make happen instead of like I, I could do that mm-hmm. if or this may happen like right it's no this is going to happen i'm going to make this happen yeah it's like basically like manifestation you have to will stuff into existence man you have to put shit out there that you want to get done because like i said if you, what do they yep. say if you don't if you uh, a dream what is it something about like uh if you don't work something it's just a dream you know it's not really an achievement if you're not going to put the action behind it yeah. Oh, a dream yeah, is not a, a dream. Yeah, go ahead, William. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it's one thing to be all like, I would like that. Do you want it, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to put it into work because, like I said, you can, I tell Rel this all the time. I'm like, you can watch motivational videos all day long, share them with me and my buddy Polly. But if you're not putting in the work that comes with those videos, that you have to have discipline and Take that. Like you can be inspired to do something, but if you don't have the discipline behind it, it's not just gonna it's it. not gonna work for you. Yep. Yeah. I've I mean, so when I moved out here, um, I didn't have a job. Um and you know, I I got out here and I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a little pricey to to live here. I need to make more money than I have been used to making. Um, and one thing I really struggled with, uh, because I did close myself off for so long was communicating with people and like holding conversation. Um, and one thing I despised was sales. Uh, so I pushed myself into a sales role for the personal growth aspect of like daily, I'm going to be face to face with new people and I am going to have to make it happened. Like if I want to make a living and I want to be good at my job, I need to be better. And it doesn't matter that I was scared and confused and doubting myself. I was able to see that like I could put in the work for myself to change who I was physically and that helped me understand, okay, it's just going to be a process to change myself mentally, mm-hmm. but I have to push myself into that position. Yeah. What you it's s- a whole like sink or swim mentality, man. Like if you're putting your back to the corner, I guarantee you as a person generally will find a way out. Like, unless you're just going to yeah. lay down and die, which I don't think most people are going to choose that option. 
Like, um, if you're right. forced, if you're forced to do something like generally, like, um, that works for me a lot. Like sometimes, like if I, I have to like bully myself into doing something I don't want to do, you know, it's like, I yeah, got to get this done. I definitely act better under pressure. Yeah. Me too. Well, on the, on the, well, on the, on the pressure part in my job. I do not like in my personal life. But why can't you translate? That I don't to your know. Life? For some reason, I have no idea because, like William, like you said, like you got your job doing sales, so you so you could push yourself to talk to new people, right? And I really don't normally sound yeah. like this. I have fucking Invisalign in. That's why I sound with a little um, what's it called? Lisp. A lisp, yeah. Um, but like at my job, I, I, I sell beer, right? So like. I have to like yeah. present new things to the customer and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm talking to some kid that has no idea what I'm talking about. So I just, you know, you just talk to him. But like sometimes, yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm talking to the person that's like in charge of like five locations or something like that. And the approach I have to take is two different thing, two different ways, right? Because if you took if you're talking to the big boss, then then you have to be ready in your head because you don't know who you're going to be talking to when you walk in there. So like when I'm trying to sell yeah. in like say a 200 case display of whatever beer, like you know it's kind of like you have to. I have two different sets of where I talk. Like one is at work to a certain person, or three different ways: personal way, and then how whoever I'm dealing with at my at my work. I mean at at when I'm working. Like does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I get yeah I get that. I mean one. So that was, that was one thing I noticed with myself. Um, the way, the way I would communicate with people would be dependent, um, on like situations. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't want to do that because like, I've never fully been myself because I closed myself off. So, I mean, I never had the opportunity to like, see how people actually responded to my thoughts and the way I think and what I want to say. Um, so I have a tendency to be quiet and I listen a lot more than I speak, um, just because I don't, I don't know if what I have to say is going to be taken correctly because I've, I've not done that before. So one thing I'm really working on is just being my authentic self, regardless of where I am, um, like even with work, right? Like one thing I realized when I was heavier and spiteful for my situation that I was in and refusing to do anything about, I was negative to other people. And the way I would approach things was negative and like, oh, this is never going to work. Like this is blah, blah, blah. Instead of being solution-based, uh, like everybody was coming after me. It wasn't, what can I do to make this better? So would you say um, you were mentally sorry, I, stunted from the weight? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. You never get to, like, grow as the person that you were supposed to be. Like, because when you yeah. were in high school and stuff, when you were supposed to be, like, you know, um, ribbon beers and shit, you know, you weren't be able to do that because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't have – I had friends, but they weren't, like, my real, real friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, growing, growing up, like going to school, I, I didn't, I didn't have many friends. Um, and like the fact that like my mom moved up to Pennsylvania and they split custody. So we would go see my mother in the summer. I never had that opportunity to like actually bond yeah. with the people that I'd hang out with during the school year. 
with like, you know, parties and sleeping over and having all that kind of interaction. Um, and also like, you know, my parents didn't really do that either. So I got to a point where I just thought it was normal where like, oh, you don't really have other people in your life other than who you're living with. Uh, and that, that really closed me off and I felt trapped to a point. Um, and that, that I, I don't want to be there. Like I, I am really trying at this point in my life to build relationships and make friends, even though I'm now 31 and I'm like, that's a little difficult, um, but I'm doing it and it is, it is challenging, but I, I don't, I don't want to keep this process going. If at some point I have a family where I'm just closed off in that way of thinking, yeah. I want better for the people that are going to be in my life. Are you so making friends like through work or are you making friends at the gym and stuff? Or all uh, combination? Yeah, I mean, work. Um, yeah. I mean, work has been a big one. Um, you know, be being able. So, I mean, I never had roommates and I moved out here last summer and no job, no place to stay. I was sleeping at my sister's front room floor of her one bedroom apartment for four months uh, before I got this job and found a place. And now I have three male roommates, which was also a big change of just having roommates in, in general. And then also just like being surrounded with other guys. Um, that was a really strange uh, transition also. Um, but it's also made me way better at being able to communicate and being comfortable and not closing myself off to people. I don't know, like, instead of being all like, I can't trust them because I don't know them. I was all like, I'm going to trust them until they give me a reason not to. Ah, oh, that's a good way to look at it. So would you say that living with these people has made you level up? Absolutely. Like I, so like, I'm, I, I like the whole thought of like things happening when you do manifest your ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way, the way that this has happened has been like, just mind blowing. Cause like I would hurt, I would hit certain points and I would be all like, is it like, was this just going to be the way it goes or did like me changing and starting to put in the effort affect, affect my route and what, which of course it did. Um, but also just the way things are surrounding me is way different. Like my three roommates, uh, very different areas in their life. Um, my roommate, John, like he, he just graduated and got his master's in like business marketing. Uh, my other roommate, Jason, uh, is an industrial engineer. Um, and my other roommate, like he, he, he kind of reminds me a lot of me, uh, and the fact of like his family life and from what I've heard, um, and then like, you know, bouncing from a job, uh, he didn't want to do a job that he can actually now make something out of. Um, it's pretty cool. And like, we have great discussions. I mean, they're, they're like three years younger than me, but like the fact that like, 
I'm living with them and like they're somewhere I want to be in in the points of like schooling and education and doing something with their life. Um, I'm I'm blown away. Like I'm just blown away that I get the opportunity and the things that are surrounding me are here. Yeah, I always say I'm so fortunate to have my two friends, uh, my my friend Tony, because uh, he always makes me level up, and my friend Nick. Don't put that on me because you're not leveling up. I don't want people to think that this is the ceiling that I put you. <laughs> no, but they always pushing me. So like I am. But like, do you listen? I'm hard, man. It's hard. It's a yes or no. Do you listen? Sometimes. It's a yes or no. Yes. No, you don't. Okay. Don't fucking lie to our friend William. Uh, no, I'm big on the whole like. <laughs> well, can what, I- I'm sorry, were you about to say, William? Yeah, yeah, no. So I want to uh, roll. Is that how I pronounce it? Roll, yeah. Roll. Okay. Um, so in regards to like with, with what he's saying, in regards to you listening, what is your hesitation to act on what they tell you? I don't... Hang on. He's got to be real now, William. It's hard for him to be real. <laughs> No, no, I hate being real also, man. But I mean, I have to tell you one of the best ways that I have seen the changes I want to see is being uncomfortable and like being real and speaking up, Um, especially like with my sales job. One of the things I would never do uh, in all aspects of my life is speak up when I felt I needed to say something because I didn't want to hurt somebody else's feelings or cause somebody else pain. And just recently I I had this paradigm shift where I realized that is naive. That is naive to not speak on what I feel I need to say to, to protect somebody else's feelings. Because what if that could bring them the, the insight they need to grow? Um, and that's like, that is one of the biggest things that I want to, to, to leave this world with is that every action I take can, can be gross for myself or the person that I'm directly having a conversation with. You're always trying to improve people's lives. Yeah. It's like yeah, the butterfly I, effect. Man, like it, it is. And I, you know, I, I, the mantra that I started with my weight loss was growth, happiness, and love. And like that, like that is what I want to make my life about for myself and the people in my life. Yeah. I'll let Raul answer. Hopefully he has an answer for you here in a second, but I always say I would rather hurt somebody's feelings in the short term than long term. Let them go down the path of destruction. Yes. Cause you know, like you, you generally see it's easier on the outside looking in. All right. So like you can see stuff. Maybe somebody doesn't see. Sometimes we're nose blind or blind to like what's in front of us. So we don't see our flaws <laughs> or something that we could be doing better. And somebody is loving enough to be like, hey, you're fucking up here. You need to you know, get in line and do this. But then like if people are always quick to buck back, it's like at what point do you kind of just say you have to hit rock bottom on your own if you're not going to listen to our advice? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you like, I, I mean, that was, that was part of the reason like why I stayed at home. I mean, besides the fact, like 
I didn't believe on myself being capable to do more than I was doing. But like my, my father has a drinking problem. And like one, one of the things like I really wanted that I had to acknowledge was like, I wanted me to be like a reason why he'd want to change. Mm. And that held me back so much. Um, and, you know, to still have conversations with him uh, to where like he doubts change is possible and like he's too, it's too late for him or he's too old. Uh, it hurts. Right. Cause like, you know, part of me is just all like, so what am I like? Am I, am I the odd one? Like I'm changing my life and turning it around. And you have just, you've gotten to the point where you've given up. Yeah, that's tough. But on the other side, you have to write your own story. Oh yeah. You know, you can cause like you can have codependent relationships with people. Like you mentioned earlier that aren't relationship relationships. Like you can have codependent yep. relationship with your family, your your parent, mom, and dad, with your friends, and I think you got to realize that we come in this world alone, and we die alone. So it's like you have to forge your own path because they're not going to always be there. They're not gonna always be your rock or your support. They're not always always going to be there to level you out. So you, as right. a person, it, you have to figure very, out the balance. Yeah. And it, it, and it's not, it's not going to lead you down a way when like you have to depend on somebody else's presence in your life to do what you want to do for yourself. Yeah. So do you have an answer to why you don't listen? <clears throat> I, I don't have one. I honestly don't know why I don't listen to y'all. Maybe that's I should. That's, that's, you need to figure out, like JC said, you need to figure out a why, why you go back and forth with your weight, and you need to figure out a why, why you're resistant to positive change. Oh, no, I want, I want the change. But you're not. My actions doing speak it. differently, I know. And this is not a pile on session. Oh, I know, no, just, no, no, I understand. 100%. What he was saying is very relatable to what, what I why, see yeah, with you. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I'm not, no, I'm not, I was going to say it's the pile on time or whatever I used to say. Cause like I said, I think like, especially like with Nick and I, it comes from a place of love. Like we didn't give a fuck about you. We wouldn't care. You know, like there he's like, when he's like posted pictures before of his like weight loss and people would be like, Oh, I loved you when you're big. No, you don't love somebody. If you're going to let them be more beliefs. No. <laughs> no, that's the worst. Especially when they I mean, say, and, and that's, Especially when they used to say, oh, you were funner when you were fatter. Or they wouldn't say fatter, but bigger, you know? Like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, that is, yeah, that, man, I, one of, <laughs> one of the things that I don't like about the weight loss community and things is like that, that like, that justification and like, hey, you should love yourself as you are sure you should you should love yourself and you should never beat yourself down and hate yourself but i mean in regards to doing a reality check are you truly living every way that you want to be and if you're not are there things in your control you can change to make that happen exactly uh, you know, with, with, you know, them 
you know, your, your friends being there for you to support you. Like it's not, it, it's not about, you know, trying to push you to do something you don't want to do because you're saying you want to do these things and having those kind of people there, it is going to be beneficial and it should pump you up to see someone's success that's in your life going the way they're going and wanting to follow that. Um, as I, I fully believe it is all about the people you surround yourself with. Um, but also being able to be all like, if I'm going to surround myself with these people, like I want to live up to this as well. Yeah. Right. Because everybody should be building off of everyone in those kinds of situations. Um, because at some point, you know, when you, when you do surround yourself with those kind of people and you, you continuously choose not to take the steps and the actions you need to, you know, it, it, it does come to a point, is my energy being taken as a positive or are they taking it as a negative and do I need to remove myself from that? I couldn't said that better myself, William. Because, uh, like, I honestly feel like you're some of the five people you hang out around with the most. And I think you should want to have people that are not crabs in a bucket, but monkeys in a barrel. Because, you know, like, crabs in the bucket, they always pull people back down to their level. They don't want to see people excel. They don't want to be, see people exceed. And, like, the game monkeys in the barrel, you're pulling them out of the barrel. You know, you're all, like, chain linking together. And I think, like, you know, you're, you're, your core group of friends you have up there and like what we have here, it's just like, we're trying to like tell him, you know, Hey, this is the things you should do to, to better yourself. I mean, we don't have very long in this life and to waste it, in my opinion, not living to your full potential is just a waste of the life that you were given. I mean, it's, it wasn't guaranteed, you know, and there's nothing guaranteed yeah. in life. Yeah. The, the possibility of you existing is so minimal. Yeah. And right. That that's hard to comprehend. But I mean, like your existence is only being perceived as it is because of your experiences. Mm -hmm. And that that is the stuff that needs to be shared and how you made the most of it. Right. That's going to be the most beneficial for not just yourself, but the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful, man. It's just so true. I mean. Like I said, I think a lot of us at some point have taken this life for granted. You know, we just assume we're going to live forever. We don't think about our demise, but we, we don't like no one gets out alive. So it's like, why would you not try to take every opportunity to live to your fullest potential? You know, you don't have to be somebody that cures cancer or something grandiose like that, but just do good shit, man. Be kind, like just do things to make your life positive and the people around you and uh affect them positively you know don't be yeah. uh, a negative force you know like nobody wants a dark cloud around them only people like they say the only people don't hear you complain or be negative or are negative people yeah you know other losers yeah. like to be around losers yep yeah it's comfortable right if they don't if they don't feel inadequate because they're all like oh i'm not doing nothing but neither are they like what do i have to to grow into nothing yeah that's so true man like i said i it's like i said i'm not trying to come off as an asshole or something like that but this is how these are conversations we've had in private 
and on here before too, but you know, like your story really seems to resonate to what uh, we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like you're, like you're saying, you know, we're, we're all going to leave. Like this is, this is, this is this time that we've had hasn't been guaranteed. We've been lucky to have it. And the time going forward is going to be great. Um, But we need, we need to be able to accept that if we want to be negative and hateful, that's what we're going to see. And one, one of the greatest things that I hear uh, at my job is that like I I build more morale because like I am so upbeat and like I am active and positive even through like these times that I'm struggling where like I'd have to say like I've seen the most growth of myself during this last year but it's also been like the most loneliest like part of my life in regards to like not having anybody around and like struggling to push myself into areas where I want to grow and not really having anybody to depend on to talk through that. So would you say the weight loss community is beneficial for that though? Like maybe the online community, maybe you don't have them in person. Um, so, so I, I, when I started my weight loss and started posting online, um, I thought it was great, right? I thought it was an amazing thing to have access to the, right? Like to be able to pull, you know, cause that's the basis, like we post online like that to hold ourselves accountable and seek support. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one, like the one big negative thing that like I kept running into was like also the mental health aspect of that, right? Like for me going online and like being negative and hateful of myself to want to change and then, you know, not getting the correct help I was needing for my mental health. And just putting that stuff out there and inter intermingling with people in that same scenario that are all like, I just want to lose weight because that's what's going to change my life and make my life better. Wrong. Is is wrong. Like, yeah, it's not like that's not going to bring change. And like one of the things that I have found myself having the reason to step back from social media is I didn't start posting online to, to go from one extreme to another that wasn't going to bring me the changes I want. Um, and that is participating and being present in my life and the people around me more. Um, and I, I just, I realized I was posting online to, to help others more than myself. And that, that is draining. And then depending on 
the the reinforcement of life and followers like that going going from where i was to being closed off and getting that kind of attention was very appealing and i did get lost in it and i was like all right i gotta post like this many things a day and be active and part of it and that's the only way i'm gonna grow to realizing i don't want this like, and I don't, like, I don't want to build relationships across the country. Like, I want, like, I want to partake in what is in front of me because I've never done that. Mm. And I feel going, going from being closed off in my room, playing multiplayer games my entire life to Instagram um, was just not something I found appealing once I started to realize that it wasn't very different from what I was already used to. So it's like you replace one screen with another screen. Yeah. 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 I think, I think we noticed a lot during the pandemic, especially a lot of people that had no interaction with anybody, they missed the in-person contact. Like yeah, you, like you can't get the yeah, same I mean, from a text or like maybe you can from a phone call, but it's just not the same. Like seeing somebody's facial expressions or being able to touch them or whatever, you know, like I mean, like, like the energy, like, you know, yeah, like kids die from not being hugged or touched, you know, in, in at the hospital. So that just shows you yeah. how important human touches or human interaction is. Say what now? Babies can die from not being touched. Like after they're born? Yeah. I just said, holy shit. What are they going to go in the mom's vagina? I know that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's a real thing, man. Like we need, we need human interaction. We need comfort. And like I said, I think the pandemic really showed a lot of us that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it showed a lot of people that it also showed, you know, with people being home and together more often that, you know, (laughs) a lot a lot of people realized they needed to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a great thing. That was a positive thing outside of it. Um, but it is for me, I mean, for people to go on to Instagram after like being unhappy with their themselves. Um, I was definitely trying to seek validation outside of myself yeah and having instagram and people people congratulating me and reaching out and you know that that is overwhelming and you you start to then lose what you're actually needing to change which is finding that validation within yourself so what kind of mental work have you done as far as like obviously you've done stuff on the outside And I think that's very important, like the mental aspect of it, because like I always resort back to like Biggest Loser, like back in the day, they would have people losing the same amount of weight in a quick, short uh, period of time. But I don't think they worked on their internal. Like, what was the reason why they were there or, you know, what are they going through? What are the struggles? And then they would get back home and one, they wouldn't have the same kind of regimen, like as far as like eating and working out. And then two, they didn't fix the thing that got them there in the first place. You can't, right. you can't yeah, fix yeah, something if you don't diagnose the problem. Structured. What were you yeah. saying, William? I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, having, yeah, yeah, no, having, like, having that structure, right? Like, they would go to those camps, and it'd be all like, this is your day. You don't have to worry about going, like, 
there are so many things removed from that aspect, like going to a job and and having your family to take care of and all of that. And it's all like, oh, yeah, you can eat right and work out here. Of course, you're going to see results. There is way less stress on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, as far as the mental work that I've done, um, that that is something that has been difficult and what I've been working on as far as like taking on more responsibility while continuing to do what I've been doing for myself. Um, you know, moving out into a place on my own. Um, like I am making the most money I've ever made, but I'm also spending the most money I've ever made just to just to survive and have that living. Um, Cause like I am now paying my rent and like car payment and bills and trying to have a social life and working a full-time job of, you know, 45 to 50 hours a week. Um, it's a lot. And like losing, you know, losing the freedom to have the free time to really focus on getting into the gym and meal prepping and making sure I'm following my routine has been more difficult since I've moved out here. And, you know, one of the things that um, is true for me is that I, I have a food addiction. I eat for comfort during pain for pleasure. Like, if something good happened, time to eat. If some, if it was a bad day, time to eat. Um, and, you know, I, I realized since I moved out here, like I was falling back into that habit um, from being somewhere new, from, from being uncomfortable so many times and going back to something that is comforting. Um, so, I mean, like the mental, the mental work that I've really been working on lately is, is acknowledging that I have that problem and finding a way to live with it so I can still progress forward. Mm. Um, So like, you know, my eating hasn't been great, you know, getting to the gym still consistent with that. I love working out and getting as much movement in as I can. Uh, So instead of being like, okay, I've gained weight because when I moved out here, I was at like 318 Um, and then this past, uh, winter I got up to 350. Um, and so I was like, okay, it's time to, to acknowledge this and put something into action. So instead of, instead of following weight loss, realizing I was finding comfort in eating and I realized I wasn't going to just stop that right away. And it is going to be a lifetime battle of controlling it. Um, I changed up my workout routine to go into a build mode. Uh, So instead of following the scale, um, I am now, I've been for the last four months following my body readings of like with my fat mass and my muscle mass. so like I've gotten back down to 323, but I've dropped uh, 5% body fat and went up 7% muscle mass. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, 
Yeah, I mean, I I think I think it's finding a way to live with the issues you have while addressing them. Uh, for me, that I have found success in, um, because I mean, you know, food addiction is going to be different than any other addiction because I I need to eat. We need to eat every single day, and I'm not going to be able to avoid that. Yeah, that's a thing I think a lot of people don't take in consideration when somebody is like uh, uh, has a food addiction. It's because they're like, well, just stop, you know, and it's just not that easy. It's just like telling somebody with depression, get over it. It's like, yeah, there's something <laughs> there's a mental block or there's some mental they're They're not firing on the same cylinders like other people are. And it's like you have to deal with people in a case by case situation, man. It's just not as easy as everybody thinks. Like, because I'm I'm guilty of this sometimes. Like, I I assume people should think the way I think, and just because I think a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way, or they can get on that path at the same time that I have. You know, it, it's it's it has to be a shift, or it has to be a want, or it has to be a work to get there. Maybe you need some people to eat therapy. Maybe, you know, there's just a lot of different things that people have to do to to get on that um, on that level. But, yeah, the food thing is crazy, man, because like, you know, like alcohol or drugs is something you you can abstain from. But like you mentioned, and, you know, we need food to survive. And it's just like, how do you get to that point um, where you can only use it for fuel and not for, you know, comfort? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean, I, I was at that point, like where I was just eating, like, okay, I just worked out time to get protein and some carbs in, um, or, you know, okay, I just got done with my fast time to get a bunch of eggs in. Um, and like, I, I enjoyed that. Like I enjoyed when I was less stressed and not having to turn to food to feel comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that, that is something that I am going to always have to address because life is stressful and it's going to be changing always. Um, and you have to be able to adapt. So do you subscribe to the whole thing? Like if you don't plan to fail or if you don't plan, you're planning to fail. Um, you don't plan, you're planning to fail. Uh, I would have to say I've never, I've not, I've not really set plans in place during my weight loss. Um, but I still like, I mean, like if you're I not, just, if you're not like planning out your meals or your workouts or something like you're trying to wing it, then you're probably not going to stick to it. And you're probably going to waver uh, off yes, the I path. Yes, I definitely, I definitely think when for, when you first start, you need you need structure and you need to understand why you're eating the way you're eating and how you need to be eating to to to, to make the changes. And they they aren't going to be permanent because there is always going to be change. Mm-hmm. And if you plan. And if you're locking yourself in that this is how it needs to go, how, you know, for, for me, when I, when I make a plan and it, you know, it falls apart, I do have a hard time being like, okay, time to get up and move on. Um, 
for for me, I I know what I need to be doing. So like even if I have to wing it, like it's accountability. Okay, I wasn't prepared for this, but how am I going to respond? So how do you feel about this? Like I always say ignorance is bliss. So like if you don't know that you're doing something that's wrong, then it's fine. But if you do know what you're doing is wrong, then that's the problem. So like if you know that oh, yeah. if you go off on the on the handle with eating, you know you're it's gonna cause a resort to gain weight or like drink too much or whatever. Just put it something in that fine, place of it. So like people that don't know it's an, it's it's fine. I mean it's not fine, but they obviously aren't aware. But if you are aware, then that's where the problem lies. Absolutely. Ab- yes. Yes. And I mean, you know, one, one thing for me is like, you know, my, my, my relationships with my family, like when, when you know they're aware of something that is happening and they're refusing to, to speak on it or do something like, I do feel that that is wrong. Um, in regards to like being there for somebody, um, to support them, to see what they're doing is wrong. So a little confusing and horribly worded. So (laughs) are your friends that you live with, are they kind of like your accountability buddies too? Um, not, not really. I mean, we, ah, that, that's rough. Um, I mean, they, they don't, they don't do the things I'm doing. So, I mean, we don't really get along that way in regards to like, Hey, I'm going to the gym. You want to come with, um, but like in regards to like seeing growth and like checking in to make sure you're doing what you need to do, they, uh, John and Jason are great at that. Um, John, John has like showed me how much I enjoy like writing and poetry and he leads a workshop and like, he involves me in like talking about poetry and lends me books and like actually wants to have discussions with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we do like to see people grow and like help each other and be there. Um, and like one of the, one of the biggest things I have seen since I've been here is that I can rely on people with, without like feeling like, I need to be fully involved in their life. Uh, like we are all doing our own thing. And like the middle of July, I got into a car accident. Uh, my car got totaled and I had no way to get around for a little while. And I have a very hard time asking for help. Um, and a couple of days passed and I finally was like, Hey guys, I'm really needing like rides to work. Can, can you guys help me out? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like you don't even need to ask, just let us know. Uh, it, it was like the, the most amazing, nicest thing. Like I've witnessed in regards to needing help and people just being there. So is that a different environment than what you grew up in? Yes. 
absolutely. Like, and they, they didn't like, they didn't even expect anything in return. And that, that was the biggest difference. Um, you know, I, I sat down and like, we had, like, I was like, Hey guys, can I, can I bother you guys for a ride if that's possible? And they're like, yeah, just make a spreadsheet of what days you work and what times and we'll fill in where we can help you out. Yeah. And like, that was like the first time in my life, like, people were all like, well, not, not the for well, for new people mm-hmm. that aren't family, uh, to be there and offer help just because I'm also a good person. And that, that is their response. Like, you don't even need to ask, man, like you're a good person. We're good people. Like we are going to help you out. See, I think the problem with sometimes with families is, especially if they have like, flaws or whatever like they um are not very resourceful or helpful it's probably because that's the picture of what they were or mirror image of what they had growing up so it's not always their fault but sometimes as an adult you have to be like i don't want to be this way anymore which you've done break the cycle yep you know so like generally if our parents weren't the best parents probably they didn't have the best parents and, you know, it's just kind of like just keeps right. leapfrogging, you know, over and over and over and over again until somebody's like, I don't want to be like this anymore, man. Like, I want different for myself. Yeah. And yeah, it seems I mean, like it, you're it, on it that really path. It really feels like, yeah, taking like taking responsibility to to break that. Right. OK, you didn't have great parents. They probably didn't have great parents. Parents before them probably like, you know, that that is the cycle. And, and to, to like move away from that, it's, you know, it's emotionally difficult because you are having to let go at a point. I mean, the first, the first person that I cut out of my life when I started this journey two and a half years ago, almost three, um, was my mother. Um, because like I never got that support or consistency with our relationship. Um, and anytime I would have a conversation with her, it would always turn to her. Mm. It would always go to like, Oh, I know what that's like. And then it would be, you know, it would, it would turn into from like, I, I need you here for me right now. And then it would turn into a pity party Mm. for, her. what they'd been through and haven't been able to work on. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure that's not easy, you know, cause she gave you life or, or our mothers give us life, but you also have to, to take consideration what is best for you. And like I said, yeah. if, if they're not willing to realize that they're part of the problem, then you have to remove yourself from those people. And I, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear them be like, that's your fucking mom. Why are you going to do it? But it's like, you know, generally, like if you have negative thoughts about yourself, somebody instilled that in you. I don't think most of us are born yeah. with negative thoughts. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, you know, I, I don't, you know, and that that's one thing I don't like, right? It's like when when I do have this discussion, and like you know, somebody's thought is like, but that's your mother. You're just supposed to be there for them, regardless. And like, sure, I would have been there for her regardless, but I wasn't at a place where I could have been. And I realized that. And I realized that I wasn't going to get to a place where I could be there for her 
with that relationship being the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just like weights, man. You can't pick up a heavy weight unless you train to pick up that heavy weight. So it's like, you can't deal with somebody that is throwing negativity and all this hurtful shit at you. If you're not strong enough to deal with it, because you're going to probably go back down that path. You're going to go back to being codependent with them. You're going to let them bring you down. And it's like, until you're strong enough to deal with it, you have to avoid it. You know, it doesn't mean you don't love your mother, but it's just like, you know, for yourself, you need to, you need to better yourself right now. Well, yeah. Like also like, I mean, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead, William. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, before I moved out here, my mother passed away. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Like sorry, that, that was extremely difficult um, because I, I'd pretty much already, already moved on from that relationship. But then it, like you know, it hit me in the face, like, oh, now, now it's gonna be gone. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was years since I'd seen her before, but like. I drove up to Pennsylvania to get like everything settled while she was in hospice and like go say my goodbyes. And like, I struggled with that. Like I struggled with, with, uh, do I need to go up there? Mm -hmm. Like, do I need this? And do I need to be there for her? And like, I needed to be there for me. Like I, I don't, I didn't want her to be alone during that time. And like, I wanted to be able to be there and build a relationship with her. And, you know, it just got to the point where that wasn't going to be a possibility because of the way she chose to live and getting there and seeing her apartment, like there, I was in no place where I could have done anything to help her. And that, 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 that was kind of relieving for me in the fact I see where I'm going now and what I'm doing and I'm not going to repeat, repeat that. Yeah. Breaking the cycle. You know, it's also kind of like our parents when they had us, obviously, like they were trying to figure it out also, you know? But like, I feel like, yeah, they were, they, yeah, you know, they were like my mom, you know, she was figuring it out as she went along. And when it came to me, she had to figure it out. That's the problem. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, that wasn't a joke. I was just saying like, you're, you're a perfect example. Yeah. I'm a perfect demon. No, <laughs> no, but like, you know, they were figuring it out and they were, they had to live life too. And they had to take care of us. No, no one's disputing that, but yeah. there's also sometimes where people are fucked up and then they'll try to fuck you up. Yeah. So that's, it seems like that's his story. It's not that his mom was yeah, my, just trying to figure I mean, it yeah, out. Yeah, his mom was trying to fuck him up too. Yeah. I got, I got to the point um, very early on uh, where I became suicidal. Like death seemed appealing because I didn't know how I was supposed to feel because I wasn't feeling loved and I didn't feel like I had that support 
or people to rely on because yes, my mom wanted to live her life and me being in it wasn't a priority. Um, and that, that hurt a lot. And, you know, her emotional issues that bled into that, like affected me heavily. Um, because I remember when, when my father started seeing my stepmother, um, you know, that, that created tension in a whole new way, uh, to where, her, her inability to emotionally regulate would just be her taking that anger out at me mm. or my sister. And one of the times that I was in an inpatient facility um, and I was talking to her on the phone and telling her like, you know, oh yeah, this is what happened. I was at school and I told somebody like I was feeling like I wanted to kill myself and that is why I'm here. And her response was, well, yeah, being with your dad and stepmom, you'd probably be better off dead. Damn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that, like that was one of the biggest things that have stayed with me throughout throughout my life that like my mother would say that and you know now you know now I'm an adult and you know I have to I have to consider other perspectives and ways to look at things so they're not bringing me down and you know I'm sure she didn't mean like oh yeah you should be dead it was more that well, I can't control this situation, so you should feel bad about it. Yeah, that's um, that's a lot to carry, man. Like, I don't know, like you said before, words are powerful, man. Like, positive or negative words. Like, that whole bullshit they say back in the, back in the day, like sticks and stones. Like, people can hurt you with fucking words, man. People can be malicious with their shit. Even if sometimes people may not even realize what they're saying can be hurtful. That's why you have to be careful what yeah. you say. Like, um, and like I said, it goes back to their internal dialogue. Like they have that kind of conversation with themselves. So they probably don't think about it when they're having that conversation with other people. Nope. You know, it's sad, but like I said, you're coming out on the other side. Like I said, uh, you had the, you know, internal to be like, Hey, I, I want to change this about myself. I don't want to be like the person that raised me. And like yeah. I, said, I mean, I mean uh, the biggest thing is like, I want to be the change that I needed in the world. Yeah. You have to be your and own hero sometimes. Did, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Taking those steps is going to be just the way, the way to change the way to change that. There was something I was gonna ask you. Fuck, what was it? I can't remember now. So, well, you said you were six what? Six twenty five? Uh, six twenty. Six twenty, and and now you down. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And now you down to what? Three twenty-three. Uh, Three twenty-eight. Right? Wow, that's a big change, and that was all within two years, two and a half years. Uh, yeah, the end of 2019. Man, that's amazing, dude. Like, 
Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So, like, the way you were mentally and the way you are mentally now, would the you back then like the current you and would the current you like the old you? Oh, man. Uh, so, no, I actually just posted a video about this the other day um, where <laughs> and it has to do with, like, where my first, like, the mindset I created when I started this was based off hating who I was mm -hmm. instead, uh, instead of inspire like inspiring myself to the changes I want to see um, is going to be way more beneficial to build off where you are at this moment in the present to where you want to be instead of where you were to where you need to be. Um, I would not, I would not like who I am today, if past me meant myself, I would, I would, of course, like, you know, I like, I I've pictured it in my head, like who I was then would be silent and despise who I am internally because I am positive and upbeat and don't want to let what my past was affect who I am right now or what I can see in the future. I would have hated them because you think because it's like a I found comfort in being naive and thinking there was nothing I could do. Yeah. That makes complete sense, man. Yeah. Like I said, I, 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 I think that about a lot of people, like I wonder if like our younger selves would like our older or be proud of our older self. Like, would younger you or younger me be proud of who we are today? Like, there's a thing on um, Instagram, like one of the videos that people keep on remaking, you know, and that that's what, what it is. Would the younger you be happy with the current you? Yeah. I guess it's like, you know, like people copy the things over and over. Like, I've seen a couple of them and some people are like, no, majority are, yeah, you know, but like they are like. Are they being honest? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the ones that are being honest, I think. Probably, it's probably 70, 30 of not being honest. Would younger you be proud of older you? Yeah, I think. Yes, yes. But also, what does, what the, like, and another thing I think about with that, like, what does it matter if who I was is proud of who I am today? Yeah, yeah that's a very good point. I think, well, I, I think I, I'm proud of myself. I think as long as you're doing good. I think if you're like a shitty person, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're younger, you probably <laughs> wouldn't be so proud of it. Um, yep. So I think it's all about intentions and, and path. Like um, if you're not hurting anybody, cause like some people always put metrics on materialistic things that always does not make you who you are. Like as far as success or mm -hmm. like, you know, doing good in the world. But if you're just a kind person, you do good things, you, do nobody any harm. I think that's a successful person. That should be something you should be proud of. Yeah. But yeah, like, I uh, mean, I can't say, I can't say who I was would be proud of who I am today, but I can definitely say the big difference is I, I right now am proud of who I am today and look forward to continuing to see what I'm going to change into. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. That is really legit. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, I would like to ask three questions. One question is, 
Is this, well, not even a question, but what well, kind of technically is a question? Uh, there's this whole movement that I've heard about recently. It's about giving people flowers. So you don't have to say like anybody in particular, maybe it can group a group of people, but uh, who in your life is somebody you like to give appreciation to? Because like generally we don't say enough nice things about people. You generally only hear nice things, especially if you're a man, you generally don't hear nice things about you unless it's like your birthday or like, um, you know, you're dead. So you can't, as far as we know, hear that. Um, so is there anybody in your life that you would like to give flowers to or appreciation to? Uh, yeah, I would choose my stepmother, Betty. Um, she, she has been the most consistent person in my life the longest that I did not give the appreciation or love to that I needed. Um, just because I was hard headed and it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, but it what was, it's what was there. And I, I've not shown enough appreciation to her for what she has sacrificed to see my sister and myself, um, make it to where we have come to, um, without her, I don't think my life would be where it is at right now. And I, I will never be able to fully show her how grateful I am and how sorry I am that I didn't acknowledge that sooner. Mm. That's a good one. I'm sure she would love to hear those words. And this two other things are, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Um, my advice to people, that's, that, that is, my advice would be don't, don't build who you want to be today off of the things you're disappointed with. Start right away with building yourself up and accepting who you are right at this moment and knowing you are more than capable of changing this moment. You can't change what was, you can't build off of what was, that is not what is in the present right at this moment. Um, I, I hope, <laughs> I hope in some way to just leave this world more capable of understanding and, and wanting to be less selfish and working towards something that's going to be beneficial for more than just their instant gratification. I like it. I uh, I said this to my buddy earlier. There was three different quotes that I saw today. I love quotes, but uh, it says one is because you're not giving up. Someone who looks up to you isn't either. The world needs to see more of that kind of resilience. Keep going. So I think your journey is definitely going to help a lot of fucking people out. It's like somebody will see your post and maybe they don't have somebody to talk to. And then they internally see that what you've been able to achieve. And they're like, well, if he's done it, why can't I? Yeah. 
So yeah. I think you should definitely keep up the the online presence because you never know who you're affecting, you know? Uh, Cause like I said, yeah. we, we reached you and we live all the way across the country. Yeah. True. And now we're having a conversation and then people are going to listen to this conversation and maybe it'll spark the brain of one of those people to listen to this conversation. Um, the other one is success is a battle of persistence. It's a test of endurance and fortitude. It's a battle of who can take the most punches to the face and keep getting up. It's not an easy journey or shirt. Or, I'm sorry. It's not e- It's not an easy or short journey. It's a bitch, but it's worth it. When that's so fucking true too. Like consistency is everything, man. It's just like the weight and uh, going to the gym and eating right and then just being a good person. You got to consistently work at the shit. And the last one I want. Oh, there's there's two more I wanted to read. Um, <laughs> this is kind of cool right here. Having a fuck those people list is necessary element of inner peace. There are going to be people that will never like you, no matter what. You can do everything right, treat people like gold, and because you shine a certain way, they don't like it. Fuck those people. Move on. Be the best version of you. Which is so true. You shouldn't just keep people in your life because they're being your family or your friends forever. And uh, yeah, yeah. Can I? Yeah, I mean, I. So I've been doing some writing, and like one <laughs> one thing I would like add to that, uh, just because like I lost myself in feeling I needed to be what someone else needed, mm-hmm. um, and like. Uh, you know, a short thing that I wrote is like, it's a strange thing not to have an identity of your own to grow up and believe in order to be loved. You must be what someone else needs like cattle to the slaughter. Your purpose becomes what another needs. And that like that for me, I feel is like wording it perfectly to how I lost myself and a reason to why I got to where I was and didn't do anything about it you need to type that up and post it online that's really good (laughs) jesus and the last one i saw today was devote the rest of your life to making progress and like i said any kind of progress or just like yeah just anything like positive if if you're not if you're not growing as a person you're not progressing you might as well be dead because if you're the same person you were five ten years ago today it's like why like, you need to level up. You need to find people to push you. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being good. Like, if you're a good person, but if you're just stagnant in life and not trying to do anything with this time, like I said, we keep going back to we're not here very long. So it's like, why not do the most with this time we can? Why not always be growing? Why not always be trying to be a better version of ourselves? Yeah, there's no reason not to be. What else are you doing? Complaining? Man, some people misery loves company, man. Yeah. Do you have any other thing that you wrote that you can read to us? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I have some stuff. Um. Uh, yeah. So here is something that I wrote. It is. A work in progress still, but here we go. Uh, It's a tingling in my spine. I am not welcome here, bringing me to question existence. I do not belong. Truth I cannot accept. I am loved. A life that did not choose, if not for me, for them. I'm strong. I'm brave. Yet I am ashamed. 
those that wronged me got a taste of their own medicine for in the end, I did the same. I cannot find reasoning to outweigh or justify the pain of what I have felt, what I've dealt, endured. Where is the peak between acceptance and disbelief? Existence is for the weak. At some point, we will all bend the knee, then seek acceptance and penance for the things we could never be. I like that, man. Whoa. You have some real talents, man. Yeah. And this is like, this is like, I, I've loved writing my entire life. And I mean, I've never given it enough attention. Uh, the same thing with music. Music has always been like my go-to. And again, I've never given it the appreciation for the love I feel for it. Um, and that, those have been really the things I've been focusing on is, is acknowledging those and like giving it the attention it deserves because it does bring me joy and a sense of peace. And the fact that I like find myself with people in my life that like are building that with me um, while they're doing it for themselves as well is, is unbelievable. Is that your buddy, John? Uh, yeah. My roommate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, man, his, poetry recommendations and the books he lends me. I mean, it's just, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't be more thankful for where I am. It's so funny. There's so many people in this world that we don't know exist, but then they can be put in their lives and they fit like a perfect piece to a puzzle. It's like what we're missing. And if you never yeah. would have left your home, you probably would have never come in contact with John or start writing poetry. No. Yeah, I think that's yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. Probably, man. No, yeah, probably never. So, uh, give some flowers to John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me ask you this real quick. So, like, as far as relationships goes, how did that work for you? Like when you were growing up um, or whatever. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I've never really built relationships. Um. It was like I had I had friendships, but like after high school, it pretty much fell off and I kept to myself. Um, and, you know, uh, romantic wise, like I didn't love myself. So, I mean, I wasn't going to accept if somebody loved me because you can't you can't trust somebody is loving you if you don't love yourself. Um, so, I mean, I never. I never put myself in in positions for that to happen. Um, and like now that I am where I am, I'm glad I didn't do that uh, because it probably would have been way more damaging mm-hmm. um, than that being all like, okay, I need to work on this aspect of my life and letting people in and being vulnerable. Um and that that has become a lot easier as I have been accepting who I am and loving who I am. Yeah, because I always say, like, you don't want to bring people into your bullshit. Like, if you know you're in a shitstorm, why are you going to bring people into that? Like, you need to yeah. focus on your own shit, get yourself right, then you can bring somebody into it. Because, like, relationships are 50-50, man. Like, friendships are romantic. And if you or the other person are both toxic... It's like it's not going to be a good combination. 
And if one person's toxic and the other person's not, you're going to end up fucking over the other person. So it's like, get your shit in order yeah. and then try to seek somebody out. Yeah. Uh, one of my, so my, one of my managers from work, uh, like he really like showed me the potential I want to live up to in regards to my job and like personal life. Um, and I, I like reading a lot of like self-help stuff and like perspective and, you know, uh, really working on self-talk. Um, and one of the books he gave, he gave me, um, was as a man thinketh. Um, and one of the, one of the passages out of that, uh, that I'm about to read is one of, <laughs> one of the greatest things I think that somebody could, could take in. Um, and it is, that circumstances grow out of thought. Every man knows who has for any length of time practiced self-control and self-purification. For he will have noticed that the alteration in his circumstances has been an exact ratio with his altered mental condition. And what is this book called? Uh, As a Man Thinketh. i look for this on uh, Amazon. You should get that book too, Ro. Are you still here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, yeah. I was uh, compre- are you still thinking about your reason you don't listen to No, I? I was listening to, I was listening to what he was saying and comprehending it. Oh, sorry, man. I'm a little, you know, I got us I'm a little slower than you guys. But yeah, I think um I think it's so good that you have so many positive influences in your life, man. Like that is yeah, so I am, fucking amazing. I am absolutely grateful. Yeah, like I said, I think I think I said you're on the right path to uh, being a great man. That's the most important thing in life. Doesn't matter what we look like, really. I mean, as long as you're healthy, uh, but you're internal and it shines bright externally is one of the best things we can do as people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do have to run. Uh, I do have something else I wrote, if you would like that to be one of the last things I share before I let you wrap it up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the implication in its entirety originated in a fleeting moment, not for what it was, for how you shall evoke it. That instance will never change, though you will. And in turn, the meaning of that moment will evolve. And you got some deep shit, man. Yeah, I really would like you to start. Po- I, I just, I just started following you today because he just sent me the link. Uh, I would hope to start seeing yeah. some of your stuff, like in my timeline, like some, like quotes or whatever, just like on a just the words or whatever. That'd be perfect, man. Yeah, yeah. I love inspirational yeah, shit. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I have a a couple of stuff. Okay, well, a couple of stuff, a couple of things up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Yeah, I, I do need to start posting more. I do like I do like the, you know, aspect of being able to help others while I am continuing to help myself. And one of the things I am working on is like not letting the negative of things be the reason why I don't do it and instead trying to see the good in what it can bring. Yeah, like I said, I, it goes all back to that. I always quote this Tupac quote. He said, I may not change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the brain of the person that will change the world. So like. Ooh. Yeah, That's it's like good. yeah. It's like 
all of us can do something that might benefit somebody else. So it's like, no, don't be selfish to keep it to ourselves and spread the good to everybody. And like I said, if you yeah. post that shit online and somebody sees it in their timeline, it might spark through something and make them want to change or share it with somebody else that's going through a dark spot or something like that or uplifting. I mean, I think they always say our yeah. diet is not everything we consume as far as food, but it's like what we consume is what we listen to, what we read and who we're around. So, yeah. But uh, I know you got to go, man. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, yeah, right now I am on TikTok and Instagram at 620 under dash T.O. under dash life. And uh, I'll put that in the show notes. And I appreciate I got I always have to stress this to people because I didn't realize until we started talking to people from across the country or whatever. Thank you for answering his DM, because I didn't realize, like, especially like we've had some women that had like pretty good following and they're like, yeah, we get a lot of dick pics and shit like that. So I don't generally look at those other messages. So I appreciate your answering Raul's DM. And then it gave us the conversation we're having today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy having these kinds of conversations. I mean, yeah, if you guys ever want to kick it some other time, I am always down to talk about positive change. Oh, most yeah, definitely. Sure, we'll, man. we'll most definitely have you back And I'm on. just glad we were able to get it rescheduled, rescheduled, and today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. by the next time, Raul will understand or have a reason answer, like, why he needs to listen to Nick and I. So. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, William, enjoy your rest of your weekend, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys very much. You have a fantastic weekend. All right, Thanks, man. man. Bye.